Yes, sir, 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 yes, a disc. I guess a, I guess a disc. That's a flat ball. I mean, I guess. Why is that a flat? A ball? line, maybe. Oh, Why is a disc a flat ball? A disc is. If you a were to disc squish it, a disc. If you were to squish a, a ball, it would be. Disc-esque. It would be a flat ball. It would be disc. No, it would be a flat. I'm talking ball. about the shape. I'm not talking about an actual physical ball. I'm talking about the shape. So nah, a sphere. You said. A sphere. If a sphere is flattened, it becomes a disc. Anyways, no, becomes- welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls <laughs> about balls. Did I make no sentences now, ladies and gentlemen? That's fine. We're your hosts. I'm he Buddha. Slick. I'm Dylan, the science man. You already know who this is. This is Nels, mm-hmm. aka Big Facts and Full Effect. He you thought I had more. Chew, chew, pew, kew, well, we see who's trying to be the star of the show. <laughs> that is me, ladies and gentlemen. Feed me attention. Feed me, feed me, feed me. Feed me. Um, this is episode 137, I believe. 130 balls. Yes. 130 balls. That's that's what we did last yeah. week. And you were right, Dylan. I definitely thought you had more. I thought you were going to be like Dylan the Science Man, Tax Bay, Late Night nah. Trip, all that into one, your future husband. Wow. Them dudes ain't. Them dudes not here today. They ain't want to come. I see. Party. I see your alter egos is Captain Chat today. I see you, Bruce. I'm gonna holler at the boys tomorrow. See what they own. <laughs> how, how you ho- how you hoes doing? We doing mm-hmm. good. I was just about to ask how everybody was doing. How are you doing? All right. You know, hanging in there. Quarantine life. That's what I'm talking about, gonna, man. Gonna have to return to work soon in the next couple weeks. Yucky, yucky. Yeah, man. So it was fun while it lasted, I guess, but. Yeah. Hey, Buddha, what would you do if your fiance started getting swole on your ass? Swole? Oh. Yeah, like she started working out and they're be starting to be fit and they're starting to, like her abs was better than yours. Well, it don't take much for her abs to be better than mine. Uh, her. Well, I say, say her, say her shoulders started defining better than yours and shit, bro. Like, I don't know, cause her, fr- cause of how small her frame is, like, I don't even know if that would be possible. But what if it? What if it? I mean, it ain't possible, but muscle there. I don't know, bro. I, that's I. Uh, you got, you got to get in the gym. Boy. You got to get swollen. I was about to say, yeah, you got, you got to get back <laughs> in work. Yeah, you got to get swollen. <laughs> You gotta get bad at That's work. Fine. I, ain't gonna I know you'd be bro, mad like, as shit. You probably booted the to have a conversation with oh, like, you really need to, you really need yeah, to do bro, this right now. Uh, That's why I, I, can, I, I, feel, I, I definitely knew with that. You need to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, that's why I be working out and doing little ab rollers and my pushups and shit. Cause, bro, oh, Chris, yeah, Chris was right yeah. there, bro. I can't, I can't yeah, play I'm not around. Lie to you. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you, bitch. I, 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 I can't play around, bro. Shout out to my wife, though. Well, that's that's what. See you, mama. That's what I've been doing though. Like every every hour on the hour, I've been doing like ten push ups, twenty crunches. Ooh, I see. You know, you like the little dude for like while I'm working. So from like from like eight to six, like that's what I'll I'll do every hour. 
Yeah, and JIT, JIT work out like every day. She be doing little air squats. She be riding her bike and shit. I be like, bro, what the fuck? And I be like, I gotta go right now. <clears throat> She's ridiculous. Yeah. Stop playing. Stop playing. Gee. But, and that then she be doing question. these little. She be doing. It was a random question, but a good starter. She be doing these little kickboxing classes too. They be teaching her like hook, hook, uppercut. I be wondering. Jab, I be wondering jab, I... straight, uppercut. I be like, bro, now I gotta, I gotta get back right now. I be wondering if I can ever J, see J myself. Got hands better. I'd be, be wondering if I could ever see myself with somebody that's like not too swole, but swole. You mean like in good shape? Like vascular? That, like, like that's clearly in better shape. Like Bianca Belair? Yeah. A little less than her. Yeah. She brolic, low key. Yeah, she kind of brolic. She needs somebody that. Yeah, I wouldn't date nobody her size. <laughs> if you I mean, interestingly, interestingly enough, I don't think. I think you could, honestly, because at the end of the day, like she'd have to get me big. You get me big, and I right, bet, because it don't take much. Pause. Nah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is that pause? Because uh, you said you said uh, she'd have to get you big, and it doesn't take much for you to get big. I, <laughs> uh, I feel that. I feel. See, that. see what I did there? That I didn't know I did I that. Did. I, I saw that. That was freaking great. Uh, all right. So are we are we gonna talk some deportes? Yeah, bro. Let's do it. You couldn't just deportes. say sports. No, I'm, try, I'm trying to appear to appeal to our uh, our other demographics. All right, bet. Let me chill. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. I know. I felt like something was coming. <laughs> yeah, I let, I let that. I let that one go. He can have it, bro. You got that one, champ. Mm. So let me chill. Let me let them boy. Let, let me let them folk live. So what would y'all like to start with? <clears throat> the bracket. All right, bet. So since I don't really have anything WWE to talk about today, um, we're going to do a wrestling-themed bracket. I know I've done quite a few of those, but I was listening to a podcast, and they were um, having a conversation that kind of made me interested in doing something like this. So, um, in this... Oh, before you get into that, quick question. Do you feel like the the, the WWE might have, like, might use a lot of people's life downfalls to better their storyline. Absolutely. Look at Jeff Hardy right now on SmackDown. It's a prime example. Um, every week... Because I feel like... Go ahead. I was going to say, every week um, for the past like four or five weeks, they've been doing a, uh, a, a two to three minute vignette um, about Jeff Hardy and like his struggles and like his redemption story and you know talking about his DUIs and you know drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. this that whatever and stuff like that you know and eventually he's gonna come back and what might be his final run with the company but uh, but yeah absolutely they use people's real life downfalls and stuff to uh, to whether whether it's for storylines or you know anything else because I peeped that during when Eddie Guerrero went heel heel. Mm-hmm. That's the same year he died. Yeah. Which is, like, weird to me. It was like, yo, did y'all... Because even his heel character was kind of really, like, you know, throwed, like... I be thinking, like, some of these characters got to really, deep, like, dig into these characters that they are. So I be like, is it... Or y'all... Did y'all make up this character for him, or was he already showing this behavior? Right. And then y'all just said, fuck it. You feel me? And, like, let's make a character out of it, or let's make a heel character out of you out of it, but... I mean, that was weird. That just you know, I'm in I'm in 2005 of the WWE Chronicles no, right now. I feel you, and I feel like that's that's part of the uh, 
the mystique of Vince McMahon, the evil genius that he is. Like, you never really know for sure, like... How he goes about yeah. making these things. Yeah, because they, they, they really have done a good job, you know, at least for things that went down in the past, of kind of keeping what they want under wraps under wraps. Exactly. So... Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, for but sure. but for this bracket, uh, what we're going to be doing is... Uh, it, it's basically last wrestler standing. Um, but for what we're doing is... Whoever we're voting to win and lose, the person that you're letting lose, you're deleting them from wrestling history. Woo! So you kind of have to look at not only their impact on the wrestling world, but what wrestling kind of did for them after wrestling. Because if you delete them from wrestling, that next step never would have happened, you know? So you, so you kind of got to take everything into consideration. So not just how they were in the ring, on the mic, whatever. Like, just impact on wrestling, whether it's from a character standpoint, for things they did outside the company, everything. So you kind of got to take it all into consideration. Cool? Yep. Okay, so run that, run that back one more Jesus time. Christ. Okay, um, so whoever loses these matchups is basically who you're okay with deleting from wrestling history. Okay, bet. So you got to look at everything beyond just wrestling. You got to look at you know impact on the whole wrestling community as a whole, and then everything they might have done after wrestling because of what wrestling did for them is all going to go away if you if they lose. Bet that up. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can't wait to I can't wait to fuck up some of these people. Right. right. So before you just answer on a whim, just take a second, think, and then go. Nah. All right, bet. Nah, fam. Uh, <laughs> the Rock. So we'll The Rock versus everybody. Okay. So we'll start things out with Ric Flair versus Woo versus Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rose, take me home. I know it's Country Rose, but still. Um, Dusty Rose can go. Damn. Even you know, though, no, ooh, actually, ain't no Dusty Rose, ain't actually, no Cody Rose. Ain't no AEW. No, I was going to say, I was going to say you get rid of Dusty Rose, too. Remember, he worked on a lot of development, too, for a lot of these young superstars. Because he's been working behind the scenes for a really long with time. Promos, so. yeah, he was helping them with promos and stuff. He's been, he's been doing, he's been doing quite a little bit behind the I'm scenes. I'm sorry, too, I can't so. take it. I feel you, but Ric Flair also, you got the four horsemen, you got four evolution, horsemen and evolution, Batista, and ready, and Orton. look at all these rappers that reference Ric Flair and songs. Flair drip. Bro, it ain't like, no Ric Flair drip. Ain't no Ric Flair it's drip. Not, bro, there's so many songs that Ric Flair gets that Ric Flair gets referenced. There's on. there's the songs, and then there's also the football the football team, wheeling dealing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I agree yeah. Ric Flair has to win that one. Yeah, Ric Flair wins. Yeah, that's tough. Sorry, Cody. Yeah, Goldie. Word. All right. Yeah, Dusty. Up next, we have Booker T versus... King Booker. Oh, and by the way, um, I really don't have too many active wrestlers on there just because they're still young in their careers and who knows what the test of time will be. As far as their impact. So the people that I do have on this list that are currently wrestlers, they have already kind of cemented their place um, in history and accomplishments, and they're already kind of legends. Um, So Booker T versus Edge. Edge. 
Booker T still got that badass wife. He'll be all right. <laughs> so that means it. Yeah, Edge can go. Oh, you're getting rid of Edge. Oh no, I'm getting rid of. I mean, so, all right, vote for who you want to win. <laughs> vote for who you want to win, not who, not who you want to go. I vote for Edge. For Edge to go or for Edge? Oh, he, who, that's who he wants yes. to win. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna still say Booker okay. T. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Edge here because he was instrumental in the TLC match. That tag team, yeah, for sure. Um, and he was in the first Money in the Bank. That shit was crazy. Right, he was in the very first Money in the Bank. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Edge on that one to win. And don't why'd you why'd you go the, why'd you go book a T, no, so why'd you go Booker T? Um, so the reason why I went um, Booker T was because I was kind of looking at the whole like aspect of there's not that many black wrestlers, number one. Number two, he was like a five-time champ. Right. So I was like, okay, well, if you delete him, like that whole legacy is gone. And like, you know, Booker's one of like... Ha- Harlem you know, Heat. If you think about it, it's... Yeah, like Harlem Heat. And, and there's not that many like black legends i guess in wwe like it's him True. uh mark henry king booker was iconic uh, yeah you True. know what i mean like king booker was like different yeah. you know what i mean like it made it okay to be like like he was out of control like it, he kind of took what jbl did and expanded upon it and just became that guy that like although he was annoying and you hated him like you were looking forward to seeing him do some stupidity next right week. and i i had to i had to give it to edge for the win just because of you know his transition just as a character whether it was as like a vampire with the brood to then you know be part being a part of the tag team with edge and christian the tlc matches um and he had so many iconic moments in those matches and then you had the rated r superstar in 05 he had the first 05, ever he kind of led that go, what happened in 05 he kind of led that that um that sexual era between them and the divas and stuff yeah so, because I started realizing all the dudes started getting real spicy with all the divas and shit, and they made that part of everybody's little storyline. Everybody got a diva on their side, right? And that they and the most Edge of. was the very first cash in of Money in the Bank, um, that he surprised John Cena after an Elimination Chamber match, and like that was such an iconic moment, and like kind of made for like that set the tone for the rest of the Money in the Bank cash ins. Like, oh shit, like we don't know when this shit about to happen, um. <laughs> oh yeah, because when they first when they first introduced it, they made it seem as if you like <coughs> it was going to be like at a match. Yeah, yeah, like oh, like next week we'll we'll do this match. <coughs> but he was clean after a uh, uh, after a match. He just showed up, gave it to Vince McMahon, and said, "I'm cashing in," and that's what kind of sparked it. So I'm gonna give it to Edge there. Um, up next, Chris Jericho versus uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Jericho. I'm gonna say Chris Jericho. Yeah, I gotta give it to Chris Jericho. I love DDP. Um, DDP kind of made a huge name for the fact that he came into wrestling when he was already like in his 30s. Um, so he was the super late. Arcade. Yeah, he was super late to the game. Uh, but he came in and he kind of made WCW a mainstay um, and some of his rivalries and stuff. So I gotta give him credit for that. Plus, you know everything he's done since wrestling with DDP Yoga. Um, has been huge, but um, yeah, Chris Jericho is just it's me, yeah, 
it's Jericho's done so many iconic things that I'm sure we'll get into as this bracket goes on. Um, But yeah, so Y2J. Up next, Jeff Hardy (coughs) versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hardy. I man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like this is kind of unfair, just because you got like the generic, regular, not even generic regular, but you have like the quote unquote hero. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard to go against the hero. That that's my personal opinion. I, I don't know. I got Hardy for the simple fact that I feel like Hulk Hogan was like the token child. I feel like if if Hulk Hogan's not around, I feel like they find another Hulk Hogan. You don't find another Jeff Hardy. I feel you on that. My the the reason I'm gonna go Hogan on this is the NWO had had Hogan not been the third guy and done that heel turn, which is quite possibly the best heel turn of all time, and joined the NWO. There would be no NWO because he is what made it holy shit level. Like they really couldn't have put they, they couldn't have put somebody else in that position and, and had that same impact. Hogan took that above and beyond to make, you know, arguably one of the greatest factions of all time. Um, what if Randy Savage did it? I don't think it would have been as big. Because well, I think what if I think so. Because Rand was he was, Randy had already uh, Randy had already been heel multiple times. Hogan was never a heel up until that point. Ever. He was John Cena, essentially. Like, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. You know, that's when he was in WWE. And then when he went to WCW, it was the same thing. He was Hulk. He was the Hulkster. He was Hulk Hogan, you know, the, the immortal one. And then that's why nobody saw that coming when he came in and did the leg drop to uh, 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 Randy Savage. So I'm, I got to go Hulk Hogan. Uh, you you definitely convinced me. I'm I'm gonna have to go Hogan also. All right, up next, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Cena. You say that so easily. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I wanted like, to hear. I wanted to hear Buddha was gonna say reason for for the opposite, but I was thinking Cena also. So. I would love to hear the reason for Brock because I, okay. I, I feel like so nothing would have changed. Brock Lesnar, when he came in, he, you know, being the next big thing, the man was a monster. He had his iconic rivalry with uh, Undertaker, American Badass Undertaker, when, you know, they had their Hell in a Cell match and other things. And, you know, he was that first guy to, like, he, you know, doing the, the shooting star press against Kurt Angle and, you know, Headlining before Randy Orton won, you know, Brock Lesnar was the youngest world champ of all time. And then, you know, yeah. he had that tremendous success and that tremendous run with WWE, went out on top basically, and then went to the NFL super late in the game. Hadn't played football since um, like early on in college. And essentially, he made the practice squad of the Minnesota Vikings. And, and then goes to UFC and becomes a world champion in UFC and then comes back to WWE and is 
their biggest draw, money-wise, that they've had. Yeah, but uh, I feel like he was ordained almost by the WWE. I, I feel like he would. Yeah. I feel like he would have went. I feel like he could have went to USC if he wanted wanted to anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, and I feel like John Cena's impact outside of wrestling was bigger than. Him. I agree. I'm gonna go Cena as well. I was just, I, I was I making agree. an argument. I can agree yeah. with that. I can. I was agree. making. I was just making the argument for Brock, but I agree, and I, and, oh, I, yeah, and sure. I'm also going with Cena. Um, I mean, shit. Look at what he's done with Make a Wish Foundation. Make a Wish. Like, That's all you I, need. Dude's and he's and he's up until you know the past couple of years when he's taken on more of a part time role. Man was there every week, you know. No matter how big he got or how big John Cena was, every single week. Love him or hate him, every love him week. or hate him, he was consistent, you know. And his mic skills were on point always. So, you know, no, and I feel like if you don't have guys like John Cena, you don't get people like Bailey or or freaking freaking the New Day. Yeah. And that colorful, like you don't. I feel like you don't get those without John. And you got to give him the respect. The fact that he was almost fired, and had he not started rapping at the back of a bus, you know, one day, yeah, to where Stephanie McMahon heard him, out of he would have been out of there. Like, uh, yeah. So I, I, I gotta go Cena as well. So we'll we'll put Cena through. And he had a he had a ridiculous last minute standing match with JBL. Right, she was crazy. Um, Rey Mysterio. Versus Mick Foley. Damn. Yeah. Rey Mysterio, probably the most iconic cruiserweight ever. Um, I, I think I, I think that goes without saying. He is, yeah. Uh, whether it was WCW or WWE, um, Rey was always a huge part. He's not the he's not he's not the first like lucha wrestler to to go to like WCW WWF. He's just the most popular one to make it mainstream, Absolutely. right? And I think he's the first. Yeah. He also went through. He went through all. He went through all three brands too before he got to. WWE. Yeah, he went to. He was with ECW for a little bit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Um, and and I mean, he was so freaking cool. He dude. was when like well, I remember when he first came to WCW. I was like, yo, this dude is out of control. Yeah. And he was the first. He was the first small guy to that Vince was comfortable with becoming world champion. Right, and he held it for a good little yeah. grip too. It wasn't like he had it he, for a weekend. And, and gave I, it up. I believe, like he, he held I believe it. he beat the Big Show out of all people to get it. <laughs> he did. He did. I mean, I I might go Ray on this one, bro. But, Ray's the winner for me. But when you look at Mick Foley and what he has done as Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack, um, you wouldn't have your iconic Hell in a Cell moment with the Undertaker. Cause I don't think I don't True. think anybody would have been crazy enough to take those bumps. Um, and the night that he won the 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 championship, the WWE yes. championship, was the first night that Raw beat Nitro. Yeah, like that, that man was yeah. that man was literally willing to kill himself for the company. That's true. And he and he does a he was doing a whole lot of work backstage backstage with him yeah. too until like recently, right? And then he kind of he fell off a little bit, but then he's got that uh. That reality series on WWE. Yeah, Network, he had the so. reality series. I mean, he does stand up. He's a multiple time. Um, uh, what what's the uh, for uh, the best sellers? What's the um, for writing? New York yes, Times. Yes, New York best-seller. Times best selling author. Like multiple times over. Can I read Nick? My yeah, vote? I'm I'm going Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick boy. Well, what would you have said, Dylan? 
I probably would lean towards Mick just because I don't really care for the cruiserweight division that much, and they're not shit right now, basically to me. So <laughs> I feel you. Clearly, Ray didn't do enough. I feel you. Um. Up next, we have Brett the Hitman Hart versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, now, I'm, let me go ahead and, and say this. Uh, I'm going Eddie Guerrero on this. Um, I've never really been a fan of Bret Hart. Um, I don't think he was ever that great on the mic. Um, his He was trash. He was man. an in-ring technician. Awesome. But I think outside of the wrestling world, uh, he didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. And I don't necessarily think Eddie did shit outside of the wrestling world either. But if we're looking strictly from a, 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 a wrestling world perspective, I think Eddie Guerrero kind of transcended a lot of people's opinions on, on what professional wrestling is. I mean, the man was, uh, he wrestled as Black Mask or Black Tiger, something like that in Japan. And then he came to WCW, had that long ass mullet and shit and, you know, was hanging with all the cruiserweights. And then went to WWE, and I think that's really where he found himself and became just iconic, you know? Um, yes, the Hart name is legendary in the wrestling business, but I think if I just got to go from a character standpoint and everything, Eddie Guerrero just shits on Bret Hart in all aspects. I think he could have hung with him in the ring. He would have murdered him on the mic, and I think overall he was just a better person. Because I think when I when a lot of people talk about Bret Hart, they talk about him as kind of like a pompous asshole a lot of times, selfish. And Eddie, you really don't hear anything but good stuff about him as a person. Yes, he had his demons and stuff, but everybody loved Eddie. So, Facts. so I'm going Eddie. I think I think uh, interestingly enough, Bret Hart was a champion during a time when like there were other wrestlers more popular than him. And it wasn't like one or two. It was like quite a few. Mm. Um, I also think that like, you know, even in his Heart Foundation group, it could be argued that, you know, Owen was a better wrestler and Owen had more diehard fans. And there's there's always been an argument that Owen really should have been the guy to get the belt over Brett. It's true. It's just that Brett had a little bit more discipline and Owen was kind of a wild card. So, you know, there's that argument. Um, I feel also, if you want to be realistic, the same way that I put culture there for Booker, I got to put culture there for Eddie Guerrero, too, because Eddie Hola really put on for that. He really Mirasa. put on for that, like, Mexican slash Chicano culture. You know for what I'm sure. saying? Like, he was really, like, he, he would come out every freaking week with the with the lowrider. You know what I mean? Like, he would always have, like, the like Mexico somewhere. You know what I mean? And, and he was he was big for that culture. So, you know, I, I have to give it to Eddie because if you erase that, and he put being is... on a heel. He put being a heel on the he he really made a heel. He well, made yeah, it cool. He, he created a he story. Made it cool. Yeah, he that created a, a story. Heel. Bro. So so like, the que- the question here is you gotta look at it like this. Like you delete Bret Hart. I mean, you still got Owen, you still got British Bulldog, you, you still, still got, got Jim. Um, Jim the Anvil. So you still have you still have that culture there, yeah. right? But in, if you take away Eddie Guerrero, who's your main Latino champion? Chavo? Nah, fam. With the, with the, with the extra-ass entrance, to make, you feel me, make to transcend the way people enter the ring. 
You feel exactly. Me? On so a consistent I, basis. I got to go. I got to go. And Eddie you can't forget the whole uh, handing the, the weapon to the opponent and then falling down. Like the ref look. Come on, yeah. so nobody does that. That shit was amazing every time. Yeah, bro. The legit yeah, cheating bro. to win. All right. I'm your body dominant. <laughs> so, Eddie, so Eddie moves on. Um, I think this next matchup is really easy. I don't think we really need to talk about it. Goldberg versus The Rock. Go, uh, the, the Rock. Rock. Oh, yeah, let's next. Yeah. We don't even need to talk about it. Um, this next one's probably easy too. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone versus Cold versus Kane. Stone Cold. Um, Kurt Angle versus CM Punk. Kurt Angle. I'm going to say Kurt Angle strictly for one reason. And I think Kurt Angle is one of like the best ever at doing this. Maybe up there with like Rick Flair to a certain Rick Flair to a certain extent because Rick Flair had his biases of course like although he might not want to admit it Rick Flair was low-key racist so that that's neither here nor there but Kurt Angle had no problem with putting people over and did it time and time and time and time and time again so off that you take away somebody like Kurt Angle there's so many careers that don't get that start John Cena or don't get that push yeah if it's not for him he was always okay with like taking an L or looking stupid on TV right. or whatever, like he oh, never let his ego his, get in his the way. Little, of remember business. his little mini cowboy hat when he was playing the guitar and shit next to Stone Cold and shit, Damn, bro. Like so he gave no fucks. Yeah. yeah, he he did he did well, bro. Like that that the alone solidifies his legacy. And TNA, and yeah, TNA, bro. he went to TNA and bodied TNA too. No, yeah, he carried TNA. He, he carried TNA. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he was yeah, TNA. Him and AJ Styles were like those guys. Um, and the and the dude too that fallen angel dude he was kind of far yeah Chris Angels Christopher Daniels Christopher Daniels yeah. no was it Christopher yeah. Daniels there you go um, and the monster he... abyss so I I do want to give CM Punk props though I'm mm-hmm. going Kurt Angle as well but I got to give CM Punk props I mean that man his mic work changed the wrestling oh, business phenomenal. because he broke down that fourth wall and was just relentless about it. He, he kind of, he brought in that, I got to credit CM Punk with bringing in that realism to wrestling. You know? So, I always got to give him props for that. Um, but Kurt Angle goes through. Up next, we have the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Sting. Um, now, Sting. I have personal bias here when it comes to Sting. Growing up, he was always my favorite. Um... And I am going to go with Sting. I think Randy Savage is one of the best to ever do it. Um, I just don't think... I renege. I'm going to go with Macho Man. I'm going to put pressure on those Because I ain't going to lie to you. Macho, Macho put that put that off the out of the ring interview shit. And that boy set the bar with them interviews. Yeah. That boy set the bar with your... Oh, damn. Dig it. I'm trying to tell you. I'm the so here, cream of the my, crop. Yeah. Here, here's my thing. Well, so, about the creams are everywhere. <laughs> you got, you got, you got Macho Man. I think Macho Man definitely set a precedent for how interviews should go. His energy was always off the top, and I mean he was wardrobe. a wrestler. His war, yeah, his wardrobe was stupid, um, and I think like you know his beef with Hulk Hogan set the. I think it kind of set the bar for like. Having two 
main guys, especially two faces, get in a beef that like carried so well. I think that was that was the superpowers. That was a little, yeah, the superpowers collide. And yeah, that was that was transcendent. Now, when we're talking about Sting, I have to I have to be honest with with my bias. I don't think Sting gets the same reverence he gets if he doesn't do the Scorpion Sting, where he does the white face mask and he's got the bat. Although beforehand he was still one of the best to do it. I, it, I don't want to take. He away was from one of the best in the ring. Think, once yeah, once he made that transition, it changed yeah, things. He, yeah, it changed a he, lot. He, he took on and the NWO by I didn't himself. Think he was, yeah, and that that's what made it cool was the fact that. Remember, during that time, NWO was very annoying. So for him to kind of take on everything, and then he started finally getting a little better on the mic, and I think it was because, like, he was really him. Like, I, I think that was more his personality mm -hmm. type. But in the same context, when we're talking about, like, a legacy, it's tough to, to take away the things that Macho Man kind of introduces along with other people. I think, like, him... And Ric Flair were kind of like the the pomp and circumstance guys, where mm -hmm. they had the big the big coats, the 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 yeah. the, the, the massive had the fires, frills, just the had, had all the frills yeah, coming just, down. And I'll never oh, forget and he had the, the sun guy, the cowboy hat. Like, I'll never yeah, forget the yeah, you want to excitement and snap it to a slim jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he and then he was very mainstream with that. Yeah. Like you knew him without him even having to touch a ring. So it was like he kind of bridged that gap. A lot more than people want to give him right. credit for, and I think if you take away Hulk Hogan, Macho Man is probably up there for goat status. Yes, he's up there personally. Up I think there. he was always overshadowed by Hulk like, Hogan. Yeah, always. like I said, I'm, I'm going Sting just based off personal bias. I have to like I, that he meant so much to my childhood. No, that's your guy. Yeah, like, that's your guy. The for Sting sure. mask Absolutely. and everything, bro. Like I just yeah, like but I, I I completely understand Randy Savage going over here. Yeah, I, I I have to go. I have to go, Macho yeah. Man. Just because, like, honestly, in a time where I was getting sick of Hulk Hogan, Macho Man was like that guy for me. Cause I I was always oh, yeah, that kind easily, of kid. Like, you're easily getting sick of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like like I was always that kid that honestly, and I'm I'm still that way to this day. Like, if a lot of people are riding with like one person, it pushes me away a little bit. So like, everybody was Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and, and Hulk Hogan was cool. But I was like, ah. Huh. I don't know. I kind of like this guy a little bit more. No, I I absolutely feel you. I like I like this guy. So like he was like the the abstract of the good guy because although he was a good guy, he kind of had like a little anti-hero in absolutely. him too, just a little bit. Absolutely. Just a little. So bit. Randy Savage over up next. Um, we have Randy Orton versus okay. AJ Styles. Orton. See now, now the prop the problem is is that it's not it's not fair to AJ Styles because a lot of AJ Styles good work. TNA, was you, TNA? You, yeah, it was in TNA and it was in New Japan. Yeah. So like that legacy that he built is really appreciated by. He's like a he's like he's, a, he's the goat. He's the goat he's in got, Japan. Like he's he's, yeah, he's, he's like he's like he's, like he's got a cult following. Yeah. He's like you're like a few years too late. Yeah, bringing your yeah. ass because right so, now he's already I mean, dying out. Niggas already don't like niggas are I already see AJ Styles as somebody that's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Like, right now. See, like niggas There's there's that, but there's one thing that Randy Orton has that honestly is gonna make him a tough a tough uh victory versus anyone. And I always like the, the main thing right. <laughs> oh. Exactly. The main thing here is we talked about overall legacy. So it's in wrestling and out of wrestling. 
the one thing you got to realize is how many people weren't watching wrestling but were doing the arcade. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you understand and, what I'm saying? And how many people got introduced to wrestling because watch out, watch out, watch out. Of the and you remember, and you remember, you, know you remember I mean? a couple of years ago the uh, all the videos of like movies and different things happening, and then Randy Orton coming out of nowhere and arcade, mm-hmm. the arcade out of nowhere yes, shit. Yes, and yes. You gotta give. And, go ahead. No, no, you got that, bro. I, I, I was going to say, I mean, you got to give Randy Orton his props, too, for his longevity in the game and being able to, you know, transition from being that legend killer to the Viper and, and basically... He stayed relevant. Yeah, he, he stayed relevant, relevant, and he was always the antithesis of whoever your top babyface was. Randy Orton was always there lurking somewhere, you know? Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he, he definitely had a real malleable personality, mm-hmm. And he's able to go back and forth. Like, he can blend in real well with whatever character he wants to get into. At the end of the day, he realized also, I could just be quiet. If I could just what, be quiet, what makes him, I'm straight. What makes him cool, too, to be honest with you, also, since we're talking about outside of wrestling stuff, outside of, like, those New Day guys, I don't know too many wrestlers who has a better social media platform than than Randy oh, Orton. He's, to be he's honest. so great like, on the, Twitter. The way he utilizes... Yeah, the way he she shows his family, he shows his day to day. That video, the slow mo video where he RKO's his daughter, and she's like in the air, like like full out jumping on yeah. the bed. Like I, I, that's cool. Like it's he's one of the few wrestlers that's like you know what, like I'm gonna actually show you what my life really is, and like you could really, Randy Orton is the type of dude like you could really cool with him. Although he's like an asshole, I but, think personally, but here's the thing. he's he's an asshole because I think he has he's to really. Be. He, Cause he's he's so cool. He he has to at this asshole. point in his career though he's really not an asshole anymore. He early on he was, but like that's true. But like when now he was young, he now fun. he's put he puts people over no problem. He helps out younger talent when they have questions no problem. I mean he does stuff on that's his true. social media like that's true. Uh, Matt Riddle he posted a little clip of Matt Riddle doing something and he was like uh, he's like I used to not like you now I do but also fuck off like he's like. He's like just cool with people now, bro, and like he's just that's just he's he's yeah, grown that's, that's as true. a person in this business, and that's I, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I gotta give him credit for the, especially for the fact that like he's almost twenty years into his career, and like these past couple of years have been some of his best work. Oh, he still looks young. Yeah, that boy matures. and he's like that boy matures. knocking it out of the park. Um, so yeah, I gotta give it to Randy Orton. All right, up next we have The Undertaker versus Dan- the Undertaker. Daniel Bryan. The Undertaker. Undertaker. I gotta go Undertaker. I'm sorry. I, I know the yes movement and all, yeah. but I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. <laughs> we don't even need yeah. to talk about it. But shout out to Daniel Bryan for all that he's done. Uh, for, especially for like these yeah. underdog wrestlers that really never get no shine, he really he yeah, really the put little, them on the little, the, the niggas that used to be in because you wouldn't Perango invitation you wouldn't have your your <laughs> you wouldn't have your Kevin Owens your Sami Zayn's like those kind of guys that just don't look like your prototypical athletes and wrestlers yeah. like you wouldn't have them without, mm-hmm. without him. Um, all right, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Triple H. Triple H. Just off of you, we don't even need to talk about wrestling. We could just talk about him being an executive. Oh, NXT. That's all you have to say. He Triple H yeah, wins. Like, Triple H and Randy Orton gonna be. They're gonna be, gonna tough, be tough ones to beat, man. That, those gonna be. Those gonna be hard L's to take. Now, man. Being real. I had to be respectful and put a couple ladies on here, so I gotta go with Trish Stratus versus Lita. 
So although I personally think Lita should be the winner, the one thing that I think is tough to overlook is how many of these new age, new generation ladies really look up to Trish. So like, you know, and, and being a Lita fan, that bothers me. Cause they always put Lita like in the background, but they're always like, you know, Trish, 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 which I can understand. I can understand. Trish definitely was like the, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, standard bearer for quite some time. So you can't overlook mm. that. So I just off that, I think I'm I'm gonna go. Okay, Trish. I'm gonna let. Although I'm a Lita right, fan, I'm gonna let Dylan take this one because I'm gonna go Lita. Um, I think that. Uh, Lita, just the fact that she was comfortable with getting extreme, using weapons, um, mixing it up with got fighting with fighting guys. with guys, like yes, that's I'm a that's why I'm a Lita yeah. fan, you know what I mean? But I'm 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 thinking also terms of legacy, absolutely. No, so absolutely. like you know, Dylan, what say you? Lita versus who? Lita versus Trish Stratus. Lita versus Trish Stratus. I gotta go, Lita. Low key, even though Lita. Uh, I feel like Lita did a big thing, like like you said, with the the fighting, being able to fight uh, men and stuff. Even though you know China was doing that too, but I feel like um, Lita did a great job with storylines, being part of storylines. I feel like she. I just she personally broke, think. Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. And I, and she she definitely like I feel like more than stretch status. I would say she led that. Uh, gave women that you feeling that you know you can actually learn how to fight in this business. Also get off. She wasn't you know Lita wasn't in a bunch of like lingerie pillow fights and shit like that like she was really out there fighting so and she also looked really good but uh, right I loved, her, I loved her work being able to be with tag teams and being part of factions being able to like be the the manager of, of guys by being like you know the little side piece or the person on the side and how her she's able to like be part of those storylines she was never that great on the mic but i feel like she she didn't have to be yeah areas. Yeah, she didn't need to be. Trish, Trish was good on the mic. I think also what it is, too, I think why a lot of those, like, new generation women wrestlers always, like, run with Trish is because I don't know, and I could be wrong, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the first time I saw Trish, I don't think Trish's trajectory was for her to be what she was. No, became. she was just, she was I don't a, think they, they brought her on to She was wrestling. a valet for other wrestlers. That's what right. she was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she and she like progressed her game. So I think a lot of women kind of latched onto mm-hmm. that because it was like, damn, she ain't even come to wrestle. But with Lita, you knew what Lita was Correct. there for. Like Lita came in because she wanted to wrestle. Trish was like, oh, I mean, I I'm gonna like take also, this job, and then like eventually she was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna run with this, and then I'm I'm gonna give this wrestling thing a shot. And like she astronomically got better. Yeah. I feel like also Trish got a push because I feel like Lita was getting hurt a lot around the time that they was in WWE together. Like Lita was getting hurt back to back type yeah, shit. Like, she was doing she so was doing yeah, moonsaults and Lita shit. Lita was getting hurt, but suicide and that was the time yeah. that they kept. So at that point, you know how WWE works, and you don't even realize it till you till you're older. It's like the rosters weren't that big to where it's like, now that you think about it, it's like you know exactly who you're gonna see each week. Like you be thinking like there's this vast number of people that they can bring out to you, and like you're gonna see a different person each week. Back then, it's like well, nah, it wasn't these, well, it wasn't that is, big. And remember, remember the brands were split too. Exactly, so it was even so, smaller. Exactly, so it's like only so many people in the roster could be women's champion. So it's like when Lita keeps getting hurt, it's like 
there's nobody on the roster besides Trish Stratus that we could just really be out here giving the title to. Right. So it's like that. That's I think fair. that that helped Trish Stratus with a lot of her runs and stuff because Lita stay hurt because she stay out here want to jump. Well, well, Trish, Trish and Lita were gonna run into each other regardless. They were the only two that was really putting in like super work at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were gonna run into each other. Regardless. So the final matchup of the first round is Shawn Michaels versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Um. I I personally I de- this is a real tough matchup, but I personally got Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I'm gonna say Shawn Michaels. Yes, not solely off the fact that everybody got his kick involved in their repertoire. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is huge. <laughs> I do just want to shout out the fact that Jake the Snake Roberts changed what it meant to be a heel. Um, at the time, you had a lot of heels that were kind of out of this world, like on some extravagant type shit. And he kind of brought in a really dark version of what a heel could be, like really brooding and, you know, whispering these cryptic, you know, Bible passages and, you know, with the snake and using a cobra to attack Macho Man. Like that man, like changed what it meant to be a heel at the time. So Mm -hmm. I do got to give him credit for that. Um, For sure. And also making the DDT uh, a thing. You know that it, it wasn't really a, a finishing move like that, and he made it. He made it that. So, uh, but I agree. HBK's got to got to move on. So, second round, let's go with John Cena versus Mick Foley. Mm. I'm gonna go Cena. Because I know one person is going to go make Foley, and I don't want the pressure. Um, I'm going to go make Foley. Damn. That's a tough one. I ain't going to hold mm-hmm. it. It is tough. Ooh. Both had long careers. Both have done a lot in and out of the ring. I'm going to say John Cena. I'm only going to say because I feel like Mick would have been Mick regardless. He could have went to any kind of wrestling, anything, and been that and been that person that he was. John Cena, I feel like he legit. I don't think John Cena even expected to be what, to become what be, what became. Mm-hmm. Of, like, I don't even think he expected his career to go the way it ended up going. And who would have thought that? Well, this let me just let me just be clear. Mick wouldn't have been Mick because you're deleting him from wrestling history. Oh, wrestling history in general. Yikes. Alright, so John Cena moves on. Tough. Next next round. Let's go Ric Flair versus Edge. I gotta go Ric Flair. I'm also gonna go Ric Flair. Woo! There it is. Um, let's do the Battle of the Randys. Randy Savage versus Randy Orton. Y'all already know what I'm doing. <laughs> be clear. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> Who are the people again? Randy, Randy Savage, Savage and Randy Orton. Randy. Oh, it's the Battle of the Randys. That's why I said that before I said the match. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> Dang. Yep. Not paying no attention to this bitch. 
Clearly. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm going to go R. K. O. Oh, there it is. Orton through. Dylan, what would you have said? Well, you know what? I would have said. <clears throat> what? What was that? I would have told you. R. K. R. K. O. Yeah, I'm sorry, Randy. You got to you got to go. <laughs> All right. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Lita. I'm gonna oh, go oh, Michael, oh, Shawn oh. Michaels. Yo, why did my wife come in here barricading down this door, looking at me like she want to fight? Shawn Michael. Oh. I'm about to, I'm about to fade it up. All right, and now the four harder matchups of this round. Shawn Michael. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Hulk Hogan. Who? Chris Jericho. Jericho versus Hogan. Why well, I want to say Chris Jericho so bad? I'm going to say Jericho. I want to say Jericho so bad, honestly. Jericho has done so much in, in wrestling. WCW, New Japan, WWE, AEW, Fozzy. That man's done a ton. He ain't need WWE to, to be in Fozzy. Huh? He ain't need wrestling for Fozzy. Yes, he did. Why he need wrestling for Fozzy? He left. He left WWE. Man, Bubbit, I'm going Chris Jericho. Fuck Chris Jericho. Ain't no Hulk Hogan. Ain't no Hulk Hogan. He wouldn't have gotten the popularity if he wasn't Chris Jericho, though. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Because their music, their music is not that great. Their music is not that great. If he wasn't Chris Jericho, that bitch. If he was not Chris Jericho, was selling out arenas in London. Because he's Chris Jericho. Because he's Chris Jericho. I don't know about that. Come on now, so, there's wrestling fans all over the world. Is, this is what I'm going to say. There's always a moment for me, and I, and people appreciate this moment for different reasons, and actually this was going to push me over Hulk Hogan a little bit. I can, I can understand Hulk Hogan's meaning, right? Because my whole thing is, and this, this is a question I'm going to ask Buddha because you're, you're kind of like the wrestling historian here. Do you think... The explosion of WWF to mainstream society solely resides on Hulk Hogan's shoulders. Do you think there could have been another Hulk Hogan? Yes. His name is Macho yes. Man Randy Savage. Well, the reason the reason why I ask that too is because I've read I've read stories that Hulk Hogan technically was like not even supposed to be that big. Apparently, the the next best well the the next guy was supposed to be on. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Was supposed to be what's his name, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Ordonoff, or whatever his name is. Yes, that's that was correct. supposed to be like that's that's who Hulk Hogan was supposed to be, right? Like that's that was supposed to be yeah. like that next guy to kind of take it. That was like Vince McMahon's perfect guy, mm -hmm. but Hulk Hogan just picked up, so they kind of just ran with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I. I just have to give it to Chris Jericho. That man, he's the best in the world at what he does. Um, one of the best in the ring, arguably the best on the mic. Um, his accomplishments are out of the way. And I know one thing that will sway you guys to Chris Jericho's side if you're not already there. 
Hulk Hogan's a racist. He's on video saying the N word. Oh no, a few I, times. I've been listen. So, I've been off Hulk Hogan even before that. He always came across <laughs> as somebody who wasn't really like him and Ric Flair. They always gave me vibes. And if it's one thing, I'll be real with you. My racist dar is strong. So my mine was already beeping when I he saw said, what? boys on there. My racist dar is strong. My race dar. Hulk Hogan said uh, what? Race dar said, said the N word a, a times. few times on that on that. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, he lost here. I, and I know we're we're kind of overextending. I think bit. I think he was talking about because I think he was talking about who his daughter was like dating. She was dating like some basketball player. So no no no, mm-hmm. she was dating some kind of like musician or something like that. Gee, he was like, yeah, you yeah, could yeah, at yeah, least yeah, date yeah, yeah, a basketball yeah. player because those niggas bringing money. Anyway, um, what I was gonna say is one one not thing those that, niggas bringing money. Yeah, just crazy. <laughs> so and let's and let's be clear, he didn't say it with an A. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, oh. freaking um, what puts me over for Chris Jericho? Is remember when he does his introduction with The Rock? The Rock is the hottest thing smoking for WWE oh. right then, and there was just you had the whole countdown. There was just the as many people cheering for Chris Jericho <laughs> as there was for The mm-hmm. Rock. And I will always talk yep. about that moment. That's when I was like, "Yo, for me, I was like, okay, maybe Chris, maybe Chris Jericho is a lot bigger than I gave him credit for." I was happy Jericho to see him, was but, huge. but his, the cheers that huge. he got was was magnanimous. Uh, I, that was the first time I was ever starstruck in my life was when I met Chris Jericho. Oh, word? Duh, I was a kid, bro. I was like 10. Oh, and like me and my dad, me and my dad saw him in a footlocker. My dad's like, yo, that's Chris Jericho. So I was like, yeah, I, okay. I, was, I went over, yeah. I went over, I was like, I was like, are you Chris Jericho? He's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, okay. And I turned and walked away because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a picture or nothing. I just like, okay. And I turned and walked away. <laughs> Scary ass jit. I was, bro. I didn't know what the fuck to do. Jit could have had a mean autograph. Sold that bit right now. <laughs> so who y'all voting for? Jericho. Jericho. Bet. Alright. Eddie Guerrero versus The Rock. Sorry, Eddie. Yeah, it's been real, Eddie. But <laughs> yeah. The answer the answer is the answer is The Rock. Bye, Eddie. Sad to see you go, my guy. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle. Stone Cold. Cold. Sorry, Kurt. And The Undertaker versus Triple H. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say my vote first and let you guys figure it out. I'm going Triple H. I'm going Triple H. All right, Dylan's going Undertaker. (laughs) So, honestly... Up until about three years ago, I easily would have done Undertaker, but NXT and just yes, sir. The promise of everything moving forward, bro. Like Triple H got that, bro. He do. Yes, yes, sir. And also because he's so like low key anti Vince McMahon, so like I'm really excited to see how that's gonna work. The future is bright. The future is very bright. Alright, so we are in our Elite Eight. John Cena versus The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. 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 Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Randy Orton. Stone Cold. I'm going to have to go Stone Cold. Because, like... 
I feel like low key. Thank you for not making me vote against my guy. <laughs> no, I got you. I, I feel like I feel like Stone Cold low key laid that platform that Randy Orton built on. Like look, like a heel version of it. Yeah, man. Like, like it, it was kind of like he's so regular. Anti-authority, middle finger yeah, to like he's who so, was. everybody. He's so regular, to everybody. Like, like the thing is anybody can get this work. And and that's the thing, like with the both of them, bro, their character, you could really see their character in real life. Like you can see a Stone Cold at work. Oh you can yeah. see a Randy Orton at work. Or if you're playing sports, you can meet somebody like a Randy Orton or a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like the personalities like mesh and, into real life. And what's great is how similar their personalities are, but what's so funny about both of them is the fact that Stone Cold really didn't get over as a heel because people loved him so much. And Randy Orton really doesn't get over as a face because they just prefer him so much to be in that heel role. That's facts. You know? That's facts. So it's like... Have they ever... So it's like... Have they ever done an interview? Has Stone Cold ever interviewed Randy Orton? Not yet. Oh, Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be freaking fire. I can't wait for that. The Rattlesnake and the Viper. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Dylan, ah, <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Um, but yeah, so Stone Cold goes over here. Um, let's Imagine see. them being around at the same time to where they like a little tag team, dog. <laughs> like, and they would start as enemies, but then they would realize they have so much in common that <laughs> they're better off working together. Call them niggas poison. Uh oof. Uh, Ric Flair versus Chris Jericho. Ric Flair drip don't do one. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, put it on nails. That. So it's Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Richard Flair. Ooh. Not well. Richard. Yeah, <laughs> Richard Flair. Um. I'm done. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho made wrestling cool for millennials. So fuck it. I'm going Jericho. Nice. Shout out to my millennials all over the world. They don't fuck with us, but we run the world now, so they can shut the hell up. Who runs the world? Millennials. Um, <laughs> what? And <laughs> what? Where did that whistle come from? <laughs> Oh, and the shit. final matchup, the final matchup of the Elite Eight, Triple H versus HBK. Ooh, I'm gonna. I I love Shawn Michaels. I might go Triple H because Shawn Michaels had a time where he left, and while he was gone, like WWE exploded. Um, and Triple H was was there. Always was leaving. Yeah, like when when HBK was gone, Triple H had to carry the WWE through that time. That was a rough time too. And then, like, once they got yes, through and that and they was able to explode up, like, Triple H really was that champion that carried them through that. I got to go Triple H. Facts. I would say they probably have a similar impact outside of the wrestling world. Okay. Um, because, yeah, that's true. In, that's true. Yeah, as far as their impact goes, because, I mean, DX, everybody knows DX, but they're that's them together, you know. Like, I feel like they're pretty much hand-in-hand when it comes to outside of wrestling. But inside of wrestling, I have to go Triple H. I mean... That man has been there, never left, even through all the injuries and everything. And yeah, NXT. Fuck it. I, <laughs> I gotta roll with Triple H. Hunter Hermes Hemsley. Hunter. 
which is not even his name. That's was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, his name is How's Paul Levinsky. Bro, who is whistling right now, bro? How is your real name not your real name? You about to get mad up in uh, this thing, bro. I'm sorry, bro. These niggas keep fouling me on 2K, bro. Oh, bad. <laughs> Slap All right, up. our final four. Chris Jericho versus The Rock. The Rock. I gotta go to The Rock too. He's a movie the star. I mean, the Rock. As... Well, not only is he a movie star, but he was probably the first one to do movies correctly. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. else was freaking awful. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those WWE. Stone Cold spaz. Stone Cold was cool. Yeah. yeah. Stone Cold. Stone Cold was cool. He did spaz in the condemned. The condemned was a fire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But that's Stone Cold. True. But Stone Cold will even tell you he doesn't like acting. That's, oh, he, he's not. A you fan can of tell him. he don't like acting. His face <laughs> looks like he don't like acting while he acted. His face don't look like he like much of anything. To be honest with you, if it ain't uh, if it ain't shooting, <laughs> drinking beer, and being a Texan. If it's not beer, that's too funny. Even though he lives in California now. Really, he moved away from the broken from the broken skull ranch. Yeah, well, they still own a Broken Skull Ranch in Texas, but they they live in uh, Marina Del Rey in California. Oh, that's a beautiful place to live, though. Can't be mad at that. Yeah, but like they 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 often go go to the ranch. That boy is Lynn. Yeah, they're good. Um, and then Stone. Speaking of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H. Uh, I gotta go Stone Cold, bro. I'm gonna go Stone Cold, somebody. man. I'm going to go Sean Cole. It hurts me too, but I, I'm going to go Sean Cole. Okay. Fair. Who are you going to go with, bro, bro? Triple H? I was going to go with Triple H. I feel that. Just because I'm more of a fan of Stone Cold, mm-hmm. but but just for impact-wise, like uh, I feel like Triple H is still making an impact. I, um, I feel that. Longevity does play a part. That's, that's a good point, yeah. bro. So... Um, all right, who I I kind of had a feeling it was gonna go this way, which is why I put them on two different sides. But our finals: The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whoever loses is deleted from wrestling history. I got to I got ladies and gentlemen. Cold. That's that's for me. I'm going. Answer, I'm leaving it to Dylan. The answer should have been. I'm leaving it to Dylan. No. <laughs> that's that's true. Triple H should win this whole bracket if this the case. That's the case. Yeah, that's true. I, well, I rename no, my last because <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say The Rock, just because beyond wrestling, The Rock is the most the biggest global icon in the world. That's right very now. true. I just don't want to like. I just rather uh, I don't want to get Stone Cold up out of there like that. Get him out of well, there. He's already out get of there. Get him out of there. So he's already gone. Yeah, Tri- get- Triple H is gone. It's it's up to you though, Dylan. Yeah, it's Stone rock. Cold and The Rock. No, he says it's The Rock. It's The Rock, then. Oh. It's The Rock. Whew. All right. Bracket done. Only took an hour. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it was a good conversation. It was a great though. convo. And I, and I mean, honestly, it's one of the few times that we, we actually really taught wrestling. So it's going to be cool for, for yeah. our people who listen that really fuck with wrestling. So I have no problem with that. That's why I always like going bracket first because I feel like it's so abstract from what we talk about. Everything else, if they don't want to hear that, they could just hit 15, 15 over seconds, until they hear 15 something. seconds. Yeah, that's that's no problem. Um, so yeah, we'll transition. Hey, Go ahead. We could even in the, in the episode description, we could even put the time slot that we talk about from that way people go right. away. Just jump forward to this exactly. if you don't want to listen to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, all right, so we're going to transition from wrestling to the NFL draft. 
Um, honestly, I'm be real with y'all. I mean, it was a good weekend for sports because we're going to talk the draft and we're going to talk last dance. Um, and honestly, it, it was nice. It was nice. I don't know for y'all, but it was nice to have a weekend where it was sports dominated and it was like sports yeah. from like today. Um, so what did you guys, how do you guys feel about your team in the draft before we get into anything else, before we get into any other teams, how do you guys uh-huh. feel about your teams in the draft? Even like other so, teams, you can even add other teams that you kind of have your eye on, maybe like a secret team that you like, but first start with your with your primary team. So as far as the Raiders go, um, I'm happy with our draft. I We addressed what we needed to address. We went receiver and corner pretty much the whole, uh, the whole uh, draft, um, which was our two biggest areas of need. Um, I had a feeling we were going to get Henry Ruggs with that first pick, even though Judy that was and a, that was a good call. That board. was a good call. Like I didn't, I didn't want to believe you. You know what I'm saying? Because, Gru- but it, it's a good look. You know your team. I'll tell you what, because Gruden he sees Tyreek twice twice a year, and he he wants that. You know, and uh, I think he has that speed kills mentality, and that's that's why they brought him in. Um, and you know we got a couple other options, buddy from Kentucky. I forget his first name, but Bowden is his last name. Oh, the guy. That, he's kind of the guy. I think he Lamar. He's sure. Well, yeah, he played a little quarterback in college, but he's listed as a wide receiver slash running back. He said if you would have, so played, I think we're gonna. He said if you would have played quarterback, he'd had a chance at the Heisman. Well, Wait, what school? What school is he from? Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh yeah, I know. I know you talking about. I seen him play. He was I thought he, I didn't even. I didn't know he was staying. Yeah. In the, I didn't know he was going to the draft. I thought he was going to stay another year. I thought he was going to actually do what he said. Yeah, no, no, no. We we picked him up, and um, he. Uh, I think he's going to be a good weapon player for us. Lynn, Lynn is his first name. Lynn Bowden, yes, Junior. Um, so I'm I'm happy with that pick. You know, we got quite a few receivers, which you know we lacked the depth last year at receiver. Um, that was a, a glaring weakness on offense, and I think this draft kind of made it even more established that Derek Carr is our guy. We didn't take a, a quarterback anywhere in the draft. So I, I I think those rumors can stop at least for another year. So they get Cam um, Newton, we all uh... yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. Um, but uh, that should be crazy. No, we, we got plenty of we got plenty of weapons there now. Um, we got quite a few DBs in the draft as well. Um, so I'm I'm overall very happy with the direction that that we're going in. So yeah, y'all y'all had a nice draft. Now, as I let you go, bro, because I ain't like it. So you make sense of it, because I don't want to waste words. So <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here. Um, you know the Patriots get perceived as a team that doesn't draft well, and and I and I understand that, and and I and I to a certain extent can agree. But I think it's because when you draft players, you you, you draft players for to to make plays. That's what you do. You draft playmakers. Um, so looking at the draft and you're looking at some of these names, none of these names really jump out at you. Maybe I with do the like exception, that safety, I the do safety, like that safety, the safety is is an interesting. Speed. He's an interesting pick for sure. He's, he's like the, a Patrick the, Chung type. He's the guy. That, so, he's the guy that gets that hidden. That hidden. Was that is, that is that the D is that the D two guy? That you yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like a Pat. Okay. I think he's a Patrick Chung replacement to run alongside McCordy and kind of see if he, if they could hybrid him a little bit. But what I'm gonna say here is this. 
Does anybody know what team last year got the worst grade for their draft by like a lot of experts? No, probably y'all. The the Raiders. No, definitely not. The Raiders. The Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders got definitely the worst. The Raiders got oh. the worst grade from a lot of experts. But come to turn out, if you look we at the draft it. pick, yes, yeah. we so, crushed it last year. The interesting thing here is, is you got you kind of got to look at what it is. Like, are you picking up for your system, or are you picking up for best player? And if you really, Absolutely. if you really yeah. look at what we got. We got a safety, out two outside linebackers, tight ends, um, a punter and a kicker, a guard, an offensive tackle, another linebacker who probably looks like he's going to play inside linebacker, and a center. If we go through all of this, the outside linebackers that he picked up, why did he specifically pick up those outside linebackers? Those outside linebackers are actually amongst some of the faster linebackers around their, their time that they were supposed to be picked. And that's what hurt us last year was speed. I mean, you saw what the Ravens did to us. You saw what the Chiefs did to us. We had a good defense that could hold up, but when it was time to get in between them tackles, we couldn't keep up with Ingram. We damn sure couldn't keep up with Jackson. Mahomes was running past us, and although Mahomes is fast, we got to have guys that can keep up with that speed to at least keep him contained so he can only hurt us with his arm. Um, the safety is a good look. I think he's going to fit into that 34 system beautifully. Um, the tight ends, I think they're projects. I think what Belichick is trying to do is it almost looks like he's trying to build a team from scratch, keep them cheap, take two to three years to build them up, and probably make one more run at it before he calls it a, before he calls it a a, a, a career. Um, how do you how do you feel about your uh, your your new racist kicker? So interestingly <laughs> enough, um, our kicker? he's he's got some like he's got some racist tattoo on his arm that he's supposedly going to be replacing or whatever. He's from like he, Marshall. He didn't realize yeah. that he quote unquote didn't realize was racist. No, that okay. he didn't realize that everybody else was gonna pick up on. You mean? So this is this, yeah, exactly. this is how I feel, bro. I'm from a racist city. Um, so like as long as Buddy ain't talking to me and he's helping my team get ships and he ain't saying nothing too outrageous and he want to act scared, I'm fine with that. Just keep it where it is. Um, I mean, you're already the kicker. You ain't got no influence. Yeah, on like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. I ain't going to make a big thing out of nothing. But, you know, the day that he has something reckless to say, I mean, I, I'll put my two cents in it. But, you the know. Uh, his own, he on his own team. Now, the interesting. The snapper. Yeah, the, inter- the interesting thing but, is, is that he has accuracy issues. But, interestingly enough, he does have a foot. He does have a foot. So, you know, I feel like oh, yeah. the Patriots are in a really interesting place because they can draft like this now because there's no expectations this season. We just lost Tom oh. Brady. So they could... Re- oh, they, they, have y'all, they have y'all projected to go 4-12. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's fine because the whole, the whole fact crazy. of the matter is is there's so much pressure off of Belichick because he's in a great place. You lost your star quarterback. You don't have to go get playmakers no more, and you don't have to spend money. So get rid of everybody who's taking a whole bunch of money. Keep your character guys in. Rebuild the Patriot way, and let's see where we go from here. Because honestly, if nice. we go eight and eight, nine and seven, that's that's a phenomenal year, if you ask me. Especially when you oh, lose, especially when you lose somebody like Tom Brady. Now, what I think is going to happen is, and this is why I'm kind of seeing what we're going to do as far as like Cam is concerned. I can still see Belichick picking up Cam for the sole purpose of just having a weapon. Mm-hmm. I still, I but still he, see he that as a possibility. He, so why did he freaking get that undrafted dude? And then, because now we got already three quarterbacks on the roster. I feel like he, I feel like they said something hey. about only one, and they have three guys on the roster by the end of this shit. 
Yeah, but it wouldn't not, be it wouldn't be the first time that Belichick's had four quarterbacks during a training camp. Oh, and then some people will get cut. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, not for nothing, I wouldn't be shocked if you guys picked up Andy Dalton either. I can see us picking so up. Sh- I can see us. I can see us picking up Dalton before Newton, just because yeah. now. Although this is what I will say, people can talk trash about Dalton if they want to, but he has a reliable arm, and he knows how to run a system. That's all Belichick really needs. That's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, Dalton could make Dalton will not care about being a backup. I think he'd be a phenomenal backup. To be honest with you, I think he'd be phenomenal as a backup. The backup is one of the more important players on your team. He he would make a phenomenal backup. So we'll see. Well, I mean, what do you think about about that draft, Dylan? Oh, bro. You made more sense of our picks than I did. I wish at least, if anything, we would at least took a... Since we're taking, like, you know, since we ain't got nothing to lose, I wish we would have taken a risk on a better quarterback. Right. Um, That we had chances at getting. Even if it wasn't, you know, Jalen Hurts, it could have been Jordan Love. It could have been shit, anybody. But I really would have hoped, you know, that we would have gotten Jalen Hurts and at least tried that. I was, I was really thinking y'all were gonna pull the trigger on that, yeah, man. Because I mean, we're not on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You feel me? Like the league is changing. It's a clear. It's clear that the league is changing. So I didn't think that we were gonna be the one team that legit says, "Fuck it, we just gonna stay the same for real, for real." After losing Tom Brady, it made sense when we had Tom Brady, but to now lose Tom right. Brady and still be like, "All right, we're still gonna get a Tom Brady esque ass quarterback." That, that's not really out here. Super mobile. And we're not going to follow the trend of the league, which they never do. But, you know, I wish they would have. Now that we lost Tom Brady, I wish we would have probably went a different route. Um, that was really it, you know. Where did- yeah, I feel like I feel like for y'all, like y'all should have made that, that move uh, to pick him up. Just because, like you were saying, like the way that the NFL is going, especially in the AFC. I feel like the AFC especially is like on that, you know, mm-hmm. athletic quarterback to like all that, all that. Oh kind yeah, of shit. And like, NFC, NFC that shit works. They got a bunch of slow jits in the NFC. Like, that yeah, but but AFC, but AFC is a bunch though, of guys that can run, guys that can make yeah. moves in the pocket, throw out of the pocket. Like yeah, so we'll see. I mean, bro, personally, I think that you know, Belichick's in a good place. I think he's just trying to pick up people for his system. So his, as far as his grade, I don't ever think his draft grade is going to be impressive. I can't remember one year where people were like, oh, yeah, the Patriots had a great draft. But then all the players that they draft, no, no, I'm I'm serious, bro. I'm dead serious. I cannot remember a year where people were like, oh, yeah, the Patriots with another monster draft. It's always like, I mean, yeah, they got players for the system. We'll see what happens. When that's usually, that's tower, usually how it goes. What's the name the same year? That was a big year. When we got Hightower and uh That was a big uh, year, but Hightower you talking about um Collins too? Uh was that the year, same year? And Chandler Jones. Yeah, I mean those guys were considered flight risks though too. They were. I mean Hightower but was they were, from But they were names though. It's not even about it's, it's but they, they were, were names. playmakers. Like, they were like they were playmakers. That's what that you expected. And it's like that they were like, Oh, that's a that's an amazing choice for them. Now it's like, oh we'll see. Like it's a bunch of like we'll see what happens, or hopefully it's a bunch of right now. It's like not only now you're really banking on it. Like I hope Belichick really is about to do something with these guys because anywhere else you'd be like, what the fuck? 
Especially at quarterback. My biggest thing is at quarterback is like, yeah, you must really see something instead of because I don't. I feel that. For you to not take a, at least draft Jalen Hurts and see what happens. Because like Jalen Hurts, where did Jalen Hurts end up going? Um, Jalen Hurts went to um, Philadelphia uh, Eagles. Phil, yes, on. Philadelphia. Come on, but I feel like that could end up. I mean, how do you think I, Carson feels about that? You shit? feel me? It's like come on. <laughs> he, he's and he's would, fine with it. And I could nah, easily see a situation. Anything is the the thing that would piss me off is if something happens to where Carson gets hurt, and then Jalen Hurst comes in and balls, and I'm sitting there like, come on, bro, we could have had a quarterback and just build and just just built the system around that man. I feel you. So I hope that doesn't happen. But do you do you guys have? I hope we not hope we get Cam, please. So I, guess I can feel some kind of like sense. So I can feel like I want to watch the Patriots play every week. At least let us get Cam so I can have something to look at and be like, all right. Anybody, is there any other teams that you guys had that you guys were keeping an eye on or picks or drafts that you liked? Um, Good job, Dolphins, not fucking this one up. Yeah, the Dolphins actually didn't fuck it up for the most part. Their GM and their coach are on one accord. And they're they're building a team, man. They're they're addressing concerns. Yeah. They are, they really are. Yeah. They they had a great they had a good draft. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be contenders next year, but give them a couple years, and they they're gonna be in the mix of something serious. So, um, go ahead. No, I was just gonna mention the fact that Aaron Rodgers was blindsided, um, completely caught off guard. Think, and I know I don't think I don't think so much that he should be blindsided. I think at the end of the day. You know, Rodgers low-key created this bed that he has to lie in. I think that his last coach was kind of pro-Aaron, even though he didn't necessarily let Aaron cook the way he wanted to as far as play calling is concerned. And LaFleur, mm-hmm. this new coach now, is saying exactly what he the direction he wants with this team with the picks that he picked up. He picked up running backs. He picked up interior linemen. He picked up no receivers because at the end of the day, he's thinking to himself like, there are other quarterbacks that you're supposed to be better than that don't have the weapons that you have. You have Lazard, you have Scanting Valdez, and you have um, Adams. If you give those three running back, those three quarter, those three wide receivers, I'm sorry, to Carson Wentz or to Russell Wilson, I bet you they have better years. So I don't want to hear that wide receiver mm. stuff. And then on top of that, too, like yeah, I definitely don't think it's a wide receiver issue. Yeah, There's he's definitely worse cores of wide receivers out here. But Aaron Rodgers has said time and time again that he needs more weapons. He didn't get, he didn't Aaron, get Aaron Rodgers no weapons. You got Aaron Jones. You got Valdez Scanlon. You got Devonte Adams is a top five, top ten receiver in the league. He, I think. He's I think they. If that's the case, you might need a tight end. Maybe who's his tight end I, right now? I don't know, because Jimmy Graham left, but they they definitely have somebody. Last time I checked. What do you think, uh, Buddha? Uh, maybe he, well, he might. I don't think maybe he need protection or something. Well, well, here's the thing. I think they did. They had a. A pretty good year last year. I mean, the offense took a couple weeks to gel, but I mean, it's a brand new offense. That's to be expected. Um, the defense is kind of what crumbled as the year went on. They started out hot, um, and then they kind of just fell apart as the year went on, and there really wasn't much anybody could do about it. But I mean, shit, they still. What was their record last year? Do you know offhand? I think they were either eleven and five or twelve and four. Yeah, they had a really good year. I feel like the issue. So, I feel like the Jordan Love situation is so is like, bro, you're not getting any younger. This ain't the same coach. 
you know, you're gonna obviously start this year, most likely next year. But we know we gotta look towards the future, nigga. Like you know, you cost them. Did yeah, they pay him I, already? I mean, yeah, but I might. Oh, I tripping. think they from, went thirteen. And, his, they went thirteen and three. They went thirteen and three, bro. Like they had a really good fucking year last year, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't an issue last year. Um, he, he didn't get hurt last year. You know, and, and I, I understand what you're what what you're saying, Dylan, that they got to look towards the future and stuff. But I feel like just from from Aaron's point of view, he's like, I'm only 35, in in a league where quarterbacks are able to play. You know, yes, Brady's an outlier, and he's you know Brady hasn't what been is getting he hurt like you have. No, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. He's an outlier, mm-hmm. but 35 in in quarterback is not that old. Um. And he's probably just at the end of the prime of his career, to be honest with you. Exactly. Until two um, years later, you hit thirty-seven, and then it's like, okay, I understand. But like, like and look at the pack. Look at the organization. I, I feel like I feel like the way he's the way he's looking at it is, damn, you're gonna take a first-round pick on my replacement. Why not? Like, that's great for the team. You gotta look at like he gotta look look at the organization he played, and he need to be able to. I mean, I don't know when he got drafted, and I don't think they should look at that. But at the same time, like you like. Uh, a legend cleared it and another legend just came right in. Mm. I mean, I feel like you, I mean, they're, you gotta be they're able, building like, you're, you're, they're building for the future. In, yeah, look at it like like you legit were groomed by Brett Favre. You feel me? Like, I don't think the league should be where like, oh, we wait till a guy is old as hell and then all of a sudden it's like, well, that's when we should start looking into using our first round picks towards you quarterbacks. Gotta, I feel you like gotta build for the future, bro. That's a recipe for to. failure to, a lot of Dolphins. That's you why the Dolphins, the Dolphins is been trash because they never focused on the quarterback early on. Maybe we do need to focus on these guys early on because, and not play them early on. Let them be able to sit there and be groomed, and then you know once mm-hmm. our guys getting older, play you start well, you doing look, more to break You got to understand when you build a team around a quarterback, you're building especially that offense. You're building that offense based off of what that quarterback can do. Right when you have a strong arm quarterback, like for example, the Chiefs don't have to have the world's greatest defense because they know where their offense is at. Contrary to a team like the Ravens, where the Ravens low key have to concentrate just a little bit more on having a decent, a more decent defense than the Chiefs because their offense is more predicated on like a slow down go. As far as like you know, as as Jackson develops as a passer, which he's definitely on his way. Sometimes you got to have a defense that can get you like three or four stops because you don't know what, what was going to happen on a game-to-game basis. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I personally feel like each team operates differently. And when you build a team specifically around Aaron Rodgers and you don't have a backup plan or you're not building for the future, when he does leave or if he does fall off, now what? Damn, you know why he's probably pissed too, though? Why? His contract, his contract was backloaded. What does that so, mean? meaning his so he signed his new contract in 2018, right? A six-year contract. His base salary for 2018 and 2019 was only 1.1 million. He, now he made 11 and a half in signing bonuses each year as well. But so this year he's only getting 1.5 million with an 11.5 million signing bonus. 2021, he's supposed to get 14.7 mil plus 11.5 signing bonus. Nice. 2022, he's supposed to get 25 mil plus an 11.5 million signing bonus. Nice. And then 2023, he's supposed to get 25 mil. 
Nice. So I guarantee, I guarantee he's about to be out after, if not after this year, then after next year. Which is fine. Before that, before the before the twenty five mil. But I'm saying that's why he's probably pissed off. He's though. about to catch his two checks, and I give him. And the thing is, as being who he is, I feel like I give him three years. You feel me? Like I could like how long did he sit on his ass before he got in as a starter on the? Pack? Um. Now was it three or four years? I believe it was four years, bro. That. Bro, I believe it was Jordan four. Love sit on um, his ass. Like we be, and because I think years. like, say again. They could have Jordan Love sit on his ass for three years watching Aaron Rodgers cook. He probably that. should too because he's got to develop and stuff. Exactly. That's probably all, and that's what he just need. And that's how I feel like Aaron Rodgers needs to look at this. Like, bro, you're not about to be on the package forever. You're not. Tom, you're not about to pull a Tom Brady. Yeah. It was three years. It was three years. You're not about to pull a Tom Brady. Just you get you about to get you all this money on the back end that you're owed. You know you are gonna get the little Dirk No Whiskey treatment and get all your bread at the end. But you know understand that we're not about to pretend like you about to be here forever. Yeah, I know. I just think you know from a quarterback's perspective, I think ideally they'd love to play for the same organization their whole career plus an organization as prestigious as the green bay packers like oh, i feel like he was probably one of those things like fuck like i didn't want to have to go play somewhere else and i don't feel like it necessarily means that he will i think he will i don't think he's retiring after <laughs> the next two or three years all right do barring, barring some kind of major injury but uh, yeah i don't know you feel me? I gotta get off some nail shit now. You feel me? They gotta protect their asset. Right. They got. They gotta take care of. What they gotta take care of. Right. Um. I just wanted to bring up a couple of teams that I thought had good drafts. Um. Interesting drafts too. I think I was looking at the Eagles. I think the Eagles had an interesting draft. It's either gonna be. It's. It's like a high risk, high reward. We're gonna see how how these guys turn out. Um. But they they addressed a lot of concerns in their draft. Um, I was very pleased with what the Ravens did. Um, the Ravens kind of they they really did address no, they addressed a lot Didn't of issues. Did get Patrick in, Queen? I believe so. I believe so. Whoa. Give me a second. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I like their picks, man. They they had some really good picks. They had uh, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins. Um, Justin mm-hmm. Matabuki, Devin Duvernay, Malik Harrison, who I thought was a steal of a pick, Tyree Phillips, um, Ben Bredson, Broderick Washington Jr., James Prochi, who as SMU put up decent numbers in Geno Stone. Like all the guys they picked up were guys who were productive in college. And sometimes you need you need guys who are productive that's just gonna come in and play the way that they need to play. You know what I mean? Um uh, let me see. I'm trying to look at other teams that I like. Oh, you know what team I really like? Dylan. I mean, not Dylan. Buddha really not going to like me saying this. Um, the Denver Broncos had them a hell of a no, draft. They had a good draft. They had them a yeah, hell of a draft. No, they be. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. They got a corner that could start slot probably right away. I mean, they, they did good. They picked up Tyree Cleveland, too. And I think Cleveland is a lot better than what they're giving him credit for. He fell off a little bit because of because of other things, but I thought they they did good. Denver Broncos had a great draft. Um, the Bucks had a good draft. I mean, they already had a great offseason, so they they just they just added more um, as far as their draft was concerned. I think um, the most underrated draft 
that's not getting love like I thought they would is the Indianapolis Colts. They already have Marlon Mack, who's a good running back. Now they got Jonathan Taylor, who's a good back. They got Julian Blackman, who's a good safety. Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver from UFC. He's USC. He's good. And they got their quarterback of the future. Jacob Easton could learn a thing. You know what I mean? So... Do you think he sits or do you think he starts right away? So he could have got no, he's definitely about to sit his ass. I'm sorry, Jacoby. No, he's sitting, he's sitting. Um well it's not even what uh, do you mean Jacoby? Jacoby not gonna play this year. Philip Rivers gone? is over there. Philip Rivers oh, is over there. There's gonna, is it, over there it's gonna be a quarterback competition. Philip Rivers is over at Indianapolis right now. I forgot Philip Rivers was there. I completely you forgot me? about Philip Rivers. Like, what the fuck? Philip. So my thing is, um here's here's my thing. So, you know, I've, I've told this to Buddha. I think I've said this on air, and I've said this off air plenty of times. I think the Indianapolis Colts is low-key one of the better-ran organizations in the NFL. I think they do all the right moves. They stay competitive. I always feel like they're a move away from a Super Bowl. And I, and I kid you not, I say this with full conviction, I think if Andrew Luck doesn't retire... I think the Colts are competing for a Super Bowl. I really do. I, I really do feel that way. I, I felt like their defense was on point, and Jacoby Brissett, who is a reliable, serviceable quarterback, isn't necessarily the dynamic guy that you need who's going to get you to that Super Bowl. He can get you to some playoffs. I don't think he's there yet as far as dynamics. I think he's still trying to like find his niche, unfortunately. Um, I don't think Rivers can get you there either, but I think Rivers can be a great mentor to either Brissett or Eason as they move forward, and they're kind of building these guys up. So I think they're going to be good for another five, six years. Um, Now, the draft that I thought, the draft that had me the most hype just off their picks alone, and I've been hyped about this team for the last two, three years, and if they don't do anything this season, if they do not snap this season, I don't know the cow. No, not the Cowboys. If they do not snap this season, I'm gonna be thoroughly disappointed. And that's the the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns picked up Jedrick Wills, or yeah, Jedrick Wills, who's from Alabama. They had they needed a tackle. They picked up the probably the best tackle in the draft. Um, Grant Delpit is going to play immediately. Um. Who else they got that I really like? Harrison Bryant, shout out to the Owls. Boom, boom, clap, clap, FAU. Woo. Woo. And they picked up Donovan Peoples-Jones, who honestly, if he didn't slump at the not end of the Peoples season, would have, not been, would have not been a sixth rounder. He's good. They got, they, they got too much. Jones. How did Peoples-Jones fall to the sixth round? Bro, remember, he slumped at the end of the season. He didn't play like he was playing in the beginning of the season. Either he got hurt or something happened, but he definitely wasn't playing the same. Remember, you and I was definitely talking about Peoples Jones when we were watching him in a either in a bowl game or something like two years ago. It was like, yeah, he might be that guy. He, mm-hmm. he he just didn't show up, so they he dropped, and I think that's a hell of a steal. Um, the Cowboys, sure. the Cowboys are a good. They they had an interesting um, draft to say the least. Um, CD Lamb's going to be interesting to see. Are they going to put him in slot? Are they going to? I I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna see how that works. Um, Diggs they should definitely put Coop in the slot. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it for sure. I mean, Cowboys definitely drafted the best player that they could possibly draft. I, I don't think they had too much of a strategy going into it per se. Um, they definitely got the best player available during the times that they had. Um, so I mean, yeah, that's those were the teams that I definitely watched. I definitely have the Broncos, 
the Colts, and the Browns up there for me as far as like. The Jags had a decent draft too, I think. Jags did have a good draft. They did. They, I mean, this draft, there was a lot of talent in this draft. I will say that much. There was a lot of talent in this draft. So teams had more than ample opportunity to really pick up and address key concerns. It's just going to be interesting to see how these guys turn out in this year, especially if, if training camp is going to be shortened or, you know, there's no OTAs, I don't believe. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting for sure. Big facts. It's going to be interesting. Big, big, big. Um, so also transitioning from uh, the NFL to the NBA, um, this episode is already super long, so I do want to save the last dance if you guys are okay with that. Um, so we can kind of discuss a little bit more, I guess, all six episodes as it goes along instead of kind of like talking about it this yeah, week. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could absolutely we could do that next week. We'll okay. do a deep dive. That way we can get people, like, we can go, we can get all into right, the shit. Sure, definitely. Um, so I kind of wanted to run a tweet by you guys so um apparently uh there was like a release that there were like rumors that executives and agents were okay with canceling the season and um that was Mm -hmm. still like going around especially with like the nba opening facilities and stuff like that so of course lebron james had something to say and he tweeted and i quote saw some reports about execs and agents wanting to cancel season that's absolutely not true nobody i know saying anything like that as soon as it's safe, we would like to finish our season. I'm ready, and our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. King emoji, end quote. What do you guys think? You heard the king of the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, honestly, I feel like if until we hear something from actual executives or Adam Silver or anything like that. Like we just have to take anything we hear from the media at this point. That's with a true. Grain of salt. Everybody's gonna hear also, something. Like I, I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to add this little tidbit too, so mm. you can finish your point. Um, the NBA Players Association retweeted it with the shouting emojis. Three of them. Facts. <laughs> like it's it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Like things with this virus and everything have changed so rapidly since March um, that until we get an official word from an official person, like, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. Everybody's so quick to freak out and, like, grasp on to any little tidbit of information we're getting from quote-unquote sources or, you know, unnamed this person or unnamed that person, anonymous this and that. We can't take any of that shit until we see an actual statement from from an executive, because at this point things just change so rapidly. We don't know. We just don't know. It's true. I agree one hundred and twenty five percent. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how these seasons are going to have to adjust, how they're going to shorten the games. But I know all of them are trying to get a game in, so it's going to well try to get a season in. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they adjust to that. Um, I think you pretty much nailed the the, the head. Well, you nailed the. Nail on the head. Nailed it on the head. How do you say that? No, that's not what I don't think. You nailed the head in. I don't think you hit. You you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. I think I was trying to say you hit the nail on the coffin on that one. I think that's what I was trying to say. No, 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 no. Yes, that's all good. I don't know if that's the best phrase given the uh, the climate. I mean, hey, life is life, bro. I can't really do nothing about that, bro. I'm not in charge of that, fam. You know what I'm 
Shout out to those coffin bearers, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> I know you're not saying Jesus, bro. You are the dry humor, the 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 dark humor king of this show. What? You're the worst. I wish, I really I'm wish offended. like there was a way where I could just take snippets of shows where you have said some pretty dark humor things around like death and... A lot. I don't recall. I, I'm telling you, I really could find him, bro. He laughing because he knows it's true. <laughs> I don't recall. I played the film. Oh, I can't wait. You're an asshole, bro. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, is there anything we need to add from the world of sportdom? No. All right, bet. Nope. So we're gonna go to um, we're gonna go to underrated bars of fame. Um, we have a request um, from an outside source, um, from a fan of the show, um, from somebody thoroughly <laughs> involved with our show. Um, and we couldn't deny them the opportunity of having their song of choice be used for today's underrated bars of fame. I've listened to the song. I'm not going to lie to you. It's super snaptastic. Um, I will do my best to do this these lyrics justice because there's no way I'm going to be able to do the flow justice. So what I'm going to suggest you guys do is once you get off with this show, listen to it for yourself and listen to the snapology of this song. <clears throat> The song is called Speeddom, Worldwide Choppers 2 by Tech 9 featuring Eminem. I get to bustin' like I'm 30-06 when I'm ripping the beat up, but then I heard he got pissed when I got at the top and they made him pretty hot cause he knowin' that Tekka Nina is a dirty chopper. He's handles, Holmes. He's a handful. How the hell he hoverin' have a hella go ham, though? I said the seven Richie Havens will be the man. So we put it together thinking Eminem was a gamble. Guess not, because he be the guest spot. Calico said, what we doing? I said to him, let's chop. So now the people finally get three of the best locked. Never be another chopper coming, so let's rock. Uh, you're on, people got it wondering if it's a for sure song. Yes, I got a killer making a tour strong. If you're thinking of battling, uh, you're gone. Nobody can catch him. He the Speedy Gonzalez, the beat is a problem, and if you got your feet in your mouth, you gonna have to beat it up out of them. It's a lot of them, and I mean a lot of them, and me and Nina used to follow them. I gotta audibly body them. This is it, man, the hit man, the IP man, well, the it man karate him. And if fans will lift hands, we'll get the dancing out of them. And in Kansas, advance to withstand a pile of them. Who stands to two hands up, moving a crowd of them. If I ain't making sense, then you better sample the amp of it like the bass. If ain't ever been a gift for me to heat them, I beat them, I burn them, then I let them melt. They never heard of us, but look at them turning up. I slap the shirt off a of super simpleton, make him impotent. If and when I be flipping, just be feminine. I say the purpose to pin a pin and reverse the conditions I'm living in. And do bigger numbers than Eminem. Gotta be fast so I smash on it uh, with half the cash. I'm a little sicker quicker than you figure. I make him shiver bigger than the winner. If you have delivering, I'ma eat your dinner. Better than mine, oh no, not me. I mean other guys. I jump around so that don't mean I'm rubberized. Me and nine master meaning we murderize. We'll bleed them, beat them till they gone and feed them. Speed them. If you want to go with us, speed them. I'ma leave them in the dust. Speed them. I be the one to bust. Speed them and I'm going to hit them with the clutch times two. That's the hook. 
sometimes go, I feel go like I'll never slow down, worldwide choppers times two. Wait, before I wreck this beat, let me just check to see if Stephanie Mills left any extra refills or ecstasy pills next to me in the seat spilled. By now, you should already know this is Eminem. Or she eat them all with breakfast drink. You inspect the sink in the habit of grabbing a mic and babbling. I dabble in Vicks. But I might just swallow my fucking Ritalin tablet after tonight. I'm grabbing it right from the medicine cabinet. Because that's what it's like in attacking it like a Dracula bite. <laughs> Jack pack in a backpack when I write all this anger pent up inside. I went to Bennigan's diner with a cigarette lighter. Figured I'd try to set a big enough fire. And I'm triggered a sprinkler system and I'd escape. But the getaway driver screwed up. My limo collided with the center divider. I went through the window and ended up being pinned on the side. Of a Finney Pender beside a friend of a guy's wife, Brenda. The flight attendant from Idaho that took an antenna in the vagina hole because when I pick up a pen, I'm venomous and I'm slick as Dennis the Menace like an evil dental hindage sinister. You've been yelling dementedness. I invented this. I'm the genesis. Eminem is a nemesis to a feminist. Fucking smart aleck degenerate. I got Ellen DeGeneres trying to tell me these men are full of jealousy, envious of female independence, hell with a clitoris hit or miss. You'll never, you will never consider this a bitter disappointment. I never fail to deliver this, whatever the weather in this be. Just like certificate of authenticity. Yeah, I can't even do it. Just like a certificate of authenticity, authenticity. that I'm thinking about. <laughs> Just trying to think of the quickest and sickest way to make a picket. I pick a day to be a prick, then I'm picking the wickedest shit to say. Spit it back on a level incredible, head full of Red Bull, unforgettable. Better believe these beats are edible. I consider loose leaf a vegetable, and I stalk my prey. You think you got away? Uh-uh, not today. Murder you on a song? Then I'll just say I was with Dr. Dre and Robert Blake eating lobster steak and coffee cake at a restaurant with Drake, and Tech just got to make sure that our stories corroborate. I'm a lot to take. Like Kanye walking up on the stage for Beyonce, that's like it's my job to say. Now, you're not a real artist, but it's my obligation. Honest Abe is on the way. You will not escape ammunition replenish the Punisher with his gun insured hundred words. In a clip or the words, motherfuckers better run if you're not looking to get run over by the roadrunner. And no wonder no one to want to go and jump in front of a fucking runaway locomotive or get thrown up under it just like fucking with the speed dumb. If you want to go with a speed dumb, I'm going to leave him in the dust. Speed dumb, I must be the one to bust. Speed dumb and I'm going to hit the clutch times two. Sometimes go, I feel go like I'll never slow down. Worldwide choppers times two. Last verse. I'm the fury, the final fight. I flip it on fraudulent fellas for feeling fright. Shout out to the alliteration. I flick it on fire, finishing when the mm -hmm. flow is in flight. Feminine fakers fall, I'm flogging a flow with the fife. More alliteration. Never forget it, I severed the head of a critic. I sped up and did it. You tripping to be a dead epidemic. Or wet up a clinic and make a bloody redder percentage of an, of an addict who's having to get the lead of a cynic. I was never the devil. I put up a fight up in the industry. Pedal to metal. We giving the light a lot of energy. We repping beat checking. He be that Cobra. If he the evil enemy, then it be over. Running you down in front of your town. You ever make fun of the clown, I'm gunning you down. We doing it under the ground. A wonderful sound. If anybody come at the hound, no one will be found. Bitch. Would be would never be chopping without Slick Rick. Got the record from Lick the Balls and this dick. If you never listen to me, you musical misfit. Nah, cause every time I be dropping, I get bit. I hear in a lot of rappers, they trying to spit quick. But the Middle West got him and we'll kill him in this bitch. 
if you ain't in my circle of choppers, you missed it because me and my good twister rule it and this is it. Speed them if you want to go with us. Speed them. I'm going to leave them in the dust. Speed them. I must be the one to bust. Speed them and I'm going to hit the clutch. Times two. Speed them worldwide choppers two. Tech nine underrated bars of fame. Longest song I've ever done. A lot of tongue, a lot of tongue Listen, twisters in some, that with, with somebody who's got a lisp, that is not See, fun. Bro, and here's the thing. It's not even necessarily that long of a song. It's just there's so many words because they go so fast in the song. Because it's... I said that's how they flowing on that bitch. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it for underrated bars of fame. I mean, with that, we only got a couple more things to do, and that is for you to tell them where they can reach us on email. Ball Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Um, what about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. With that being said, we are done, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate y'all for vibing with us and riding with us for one more time. How many times is this? 137, 138, 139, some one of those. One thirty-seven. One of them. One thirty-seven. One of them. One thirty-seven. 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 One thirty-